Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm Petter and this is James. Hi! And today we're talking about volume 2 of Jujutsu Kaisen. Something I'm really liking with this manga so far, I mean we were only two volumes in, although I'm feeling like this is going to be probably something that's going to continue as like a theme of sorts, I guess, um, mm. is this manga's way of promoting positivity, basically. Mm. It's something that I think I felt a little bit from the first volume, but I felt it even more from this one. And I mean, really, the the curses, or at least the way I'm in, like kind of choosing to interpret it a little bit, is that the curses are just kind of uh, a representation of well, all the bad things that come from negativity uh, mm. in the world, kind of. And obviously, it's a supernatural thing here, but it it, it is. It, I think it, there are connections. I think that can be drawn, and I think Yuji is, is a great protagonist with. With like with all that in mind, in a story that wants to promote positivity, I think I think Yuji is a great protagonist for that. Um, but I think other characters like Gojo, for example, is also uh, doing a really great job at portraying those messages, yeah. <laughs> like uh, about the importance of positivity. That's a great point you make, especially with the comparison between um, negativity and positivity. Mm. And as we see some of the characters in here, kind of mention is that they feel or the curses feel as though you know, they are the true uh, humans in a way. Right. And so you have the difference of humanity, which is striving for more positivity and kind of shuns the negativity in a way um, than the curses that are just feed on and, and are born from the negativity, I I assume. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure how it works, mm -hmm. but uh, it does seem to be at least implied by a certain character that that's uh, kind of what's going on in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's interesting that you would you would bring that up. Mm -hmm. If there isn't anything else, we can move on to the character discussions. Aye, let's do it. I feel like there's a fair amount of characters to go through. There are, there are, definitely. So, starting with Yuji Itadori, though. He struggled taking control back from Sukuna after he gave him control at the start of this volume. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like, suddenly... Everything that had been, I guess, quote unquote, established in the first volume, uh, <laughs> with him seeming being seemingly, you know, on top of that, suddenly that wasn't the case at all at all anymore. I guess it was too long that he uh, let Sukuna have control. Right. I, I don't know. Maybe doesn't really explain why uh, he wasn't able to mm. take control again. At least, unless I missed it. I mean, Sukuna did eat one finger while he was in control, so. I don't know if that could be part of oh, it. Oh, good point. Maybe. Yeah. So now three fingers have been eaten. My my suspicion about Sukuna being able to regenerate Yuji's body uh, turned out to be correct, even though yeah. even though as I think I pointed out last time, I, I I didn't necessarily have a reason to suspect that. Other than obviously <laughs> a limb was lost or if the hand was lost, I guess. I guess how else would one regain? Yeah, a hand? exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, I mean, yeah. hey, I'd be I'd be fine with a character not having a hand or some fingers and just going about the story, but yeah. you know, there's no way that they were gonna not bring back some limbs at some point somehow. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, Yuji died. Yeah, um, he died. <laughs> he was the one who died, or well, he didn't technically die. I think, um, like, because of ha him having Sukuna within him, I th I don't think he was technically ever completely dead although he definitely appeared to be dead but like i think he still lived on lived in in his heart or something like that if that's what how it was supposed to be understood i mean if we 
go about the scientific term of death, he was dead. But in terms of like his spirit still being around, I think, I think yeah, yeah like he was still in Sukuna's domain, if you will. Right. Yeah. Like, did I understand it right? In that it's like, like his heart was still intact, like like uh, Yuji's heart, and that was why they weren't completely dead. That's that's how I read it anyway. Oh. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I don't know. Well, maybe I'm wrong about it. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll double check real quick and see. But mm. he says that they're in his innate domain, um, whatever that's supposed to mean. I guess it's similar to you know the the domain that we see throughout the story. Yeah. Yes, he said. He says, think of it as being inside the heart, but. Oh yeah, that's that's what I. Yeah, maybe maybe that's not literally it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think literally. <laughs> but that's I I true. I mean that could be it. I I just assumed it was more of kind of a the spirit, the his essence is still there. Um it's just could be fading away in a sense. Right. Uh maybe. But anyway, uh besides the, either way, he he comes back to full life. <laughs> he does. He does. Eventually. Mm-hmm. But it's still pretty gutsy. Um, I mean, this isn't the only manga we've read where someone, the main character, dies. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say that in Jujutsu Kaisen, it's actually quite quick, like the turnaround, <laughs> comparatively speaking. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was only like two chapters, I think, when you're supposed to believe right. that he has, well, that he is dead, I think. Mm-hmm. Or if even that, I mean, I, mean I, I don't remember exactly, but yeah, it wasn't that long. But I like the execution of it. You know, it was in a way, Yuji was sacrificing himself to save his friends, and then he just yeah. let himself die. And he was he was totally okay with as long as his friends would live a long life. Mm-hmm. He was fine with it. Yeah, um, I think it's interesting because in the first volume, something that was motivating Yuji to go forward was finding a good time to die. You know, a place where he can die with friends around him <clears throat> now unfortunately he doesn't really get that in this in this case but i think he he was able to find some sort of fulfillment in the fact that he was dying to save a friend in a way right yeah like he neither got to have a bunch of loved ones around him nor did he get a natural death uh, both of which were kind of established as as the ways that he <laughs> wanted to go out eventually i guess yeah uh, <laughs> so that is kind of sad but but yeah i mean yeah it wasn't his final death or whatever (laughs) 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 but yeah when he came back he came back with conditions that he and Sukuna had mm, Mm. quote-unquote agreed upon um so Sukuna will be able to take control for a minute every day now we haven't gotten to see it yet but uh yeah I guess it can happen at any moment kind of but Yuji doesn't remember these terms yeah that's a big thing yeah that, I mean, that was also part of the of the agreement. So, uh, but yeah, it is a big thing. So, as far as I understand, isn't it he'll take over the body for one full minute when he when he chants in chain? Yeah. So that's not every day. Uh, right. No, but I think he 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 has the ability to do it once a day. I think. Oh really? I, I think that those were that was what he said. Though maybe we should double check that as well. <laughs> Says I have two conditions. You agree to let me take over your body for one full minute when I enchant in chain. Oh. And two, you will forget about this agreement. Wow. 
why did I make up once a day? <laughs> so I guess I guess it can happen at any type of intervals. Um, I mean, if that's the case, it can happen like several times a day or like whenever, kind of. I guess so. Hmm. However, he, if if he is upholding the added condition about him not be not being allowed to kill or harm others, then that's something at least that's kind of good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It makes you wonder, like, why exactly does he want does he want this condition, and for especially for one minute? Yeah. What is he after? Exactly. How much can one achieve? I mean, giving out information to maybe he has followers, like giving them information if he ever gets the chance to stuff like that. Maybe. I kind of wonder if it has anything to do with uh, Fushiguro Megumi, like. Oh. He seems he seems kind of interested in him. I guess so. At least at the very least he seems to see potential in him or like he he Yeah. Yeah. Mm, mm. That's true. Interesting. Maybe it's not anything to do with the person per se, but that was kind of the vibe I got because he mentions that things are about to get interesting and he has you know the panel of Megumi shows up, so I just thought maybe that could be the reason. Right. But there could be more. Maybe yeah right, but no, I I like that I like that theory though or that that idea. <laughs> Something I thought was great was um, Sukuna's face expression when he realized that Yuji couldn't take control back of the body like that smile. Yes. I love that. <laughs> oh man! Such a good expression. Uh, one of, <laughs> one of the best I've seen honestly ever. Like it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Uh, uh, anything else on Yuji or Sukuna? I don't have anything on more on them. It's confirmed that he cannot use curse techniques, but it seems as though Gojo wants to work him up to eventually using Sukuna's curse energy. Yeah, yeah. Which I sort of was. I think I was sort of thinking in those like like along those lines uh, last time, mm. but I, I I couldn't know for sure, but. Um, it's good to have that confirmed. That that's something that Yuji should be able to work him, himself up to. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to see where his power level goes from there, especially when you compare it to, say, Gojo's power levels. But Exactly. Yeah. And last thing I have is just to know about him training, uh, watching movies. I thought. Yes! Oh, <laughs> I that was, like, was oh, great. Wow. <laughs> what Educate a way to yourself. train. I wish I could train that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, um, one of the movies that that Gojo brought brought up is one of my favorite movies of all time because I saw the cover. I mean, you can see the covers of several of them, but there is one. There was one movie called uh, Leon. I think maybe the English title because it's like I think it's like a French American production, and I think, or or maybe it's just a French production, but it's like an English like it, the language of the movie is English, uh, and it uses actors who speak English. But anyway, um, I think the original title is just Leon, but in England, in America, I think it's called like Leon the Professional or something like that, if that's more familiar to mm. you or anyone listening. Mm. Um, that, that's like one of my all-time favorite movies. It's from like 1994, I want to say. Um, mm. It's with uh, Natalie Portman when she was like 12 or something. Wow. Um, she She's amazing in that. 
But anyway, anyway. <laughs> uh, I think there was also Lord of the Rings, or Yuji was watching Lord of the Rings when uh, Gojo came to fetch him. Yeah, I did see Sam there. I was like, is that a Lord of the Rings reference? I think so. I could be wrong, but I think that was Lord of the Rings. <laughs> anyway, and, and there was something else that I didn't uh, know, but yeah. Uh, it, was, it was nice. Nice little Easter eggs or references. But I guess next we move on to Satoru Gojo. I love getting to see him in more action, this volume. Or well, yeah. to actually, yeah, to actually do some serious combat, kind of. Um, even though it was easy for him. <laughs> it, was still, it was still a blast, I thought, to, to witness that. The power level is, or like the ceiling for how strong Gojo is, is incredibly high. Like, yeah. you know, it was established how strong the volcano monster will mention him more later. Yeah, how powerful he was, and even Yuji made the mention like this guy is not even the same league as the people we've or the curses we fought before, mm -hmm. and then and yet Gojo is just astronomically stronger than he is. It's just yep. it's insane how overpowered <laughs> Gojo is. It is, yeah. Uh, but that that's why I I am also and like like I think he's he's well written. Like he. He isn't like a, a kind of Mary Sue, Gary Stu type character that just does everything for everyone else. Obviously, since we, we talked we talked about this last time, there was this um in the previous volume there was a little very brief little character bio that mm -hmm. was actually like kind of the information of that was more kind of brought into the, the actual contents of this volume when uh, Gojo was talking about his dream about changing the Jujutsu world into a better one mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. the higher-ups aren't so cowardly and so stupid, kind of the way he puts it, sort of. Um, mm -hmm. And he and that he is going to achieve this by training the next generations. And, yeah, that's more or less what the bio said in the previous book, but now now we get to see it, I guess, more... Uh, well, a little mm -hmm. more details and more context to it. Um, but that was great. And how he... While, yeah, he, he, he has a distaste for the higher-ups... Um, and I th like that. That became very clear when he he said like he might just kill them. I think he was joking when he said that, but or not joking, but he wouldn't actually do it. But he he really doesn't like those guys. <laughs> yeah, it gets too complicated if he <clears throat> if he killed it, and it probably wouldn't change anything. <laughs> right, exactly as he says. Yeah, yeah. But I, I love how livid he gets about Itadori dying and and everything. You know, he's understands that there's corruption and people doing things behind his back and whatnot. So I just like seeing how much he cares about uh, his students and, and whatnot. And, mm -hmm. and obviously he's putting all his dreams in, into them, as you mentioned, you know, training them to be um, just as good as he is, uh, taking over from the, the old windbags, if you will. Yeah, yeah, totally. So now I understand better why he's teaching at the school. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does make... A lot more sense or, now. I mean, <laughs> yes, technically I already knew, but well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but in this volume, we also learned from Gojo about cursed energy and cursed technique. I liked how how that was kind of ex explained because I was at first I was like cursed energy, cursed technique. How how am I gonna how am I gonna learn which is which and kind of what they are? <laughs> but but I thought the explanation made sense. It was a good explanation. Yeah, with electricity and. The products that use electricity. Yeah. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Then there, there was this infinity of space that <laughs> yeah. Gojo seems to have just around his body. Uh, uh, supposedly, like, all, all over around his body. 
such a, such a cool concept, I think, first of all. And it does also contribute to making him very OP. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's like, remains untouched. Yeah. If, if he, only, he only touches him if he wants you to, kind of a thing. Right. <laughs> it was so funny when he, when he demonstrated that to <laughs> Jogo, I think it's the name. Uh, of that volcano monster yeah. it's, it's also like gojo and jogo like why do they I have know. to be so similar and, and anyway. it? <laughs> but like what he when he, when he like they were holding hands and <laughs> like that was so funny <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, on top of that he can also well he seems to be able to teleport too to some extent at least he mm. he said he jumped but that seemed like a lie <laughs> i don't know <laughs> He's powerful. Yeah, didn't really give much of an explanation. Right. <laughs> he also explains the domain expansion mm. and how, well, well, we get a kind of a glimpse of a few domain expansions. I mean, we have at least domains. We have Sukuna's yeah. domain, and then we have uh, Jogo's domain, and how he actually did the expansion, and we saw his powers were heightened and he got a stat bo boost if you will <laughs> exactly yeah i like that explanation too <laughs> gojo is a great teacher honestly he he, ha he oh, yeah. has these ways to describe things that make them easy to understand <laughs> and then uh we saw gojo's domain as well and yeah how a domain the the way to beat someone else's domain expansion is to well expand your own domain and beat it mm -hmm. uh, so that's exactly what gojo did and i don't know man he just Blew, the, blew Jogo's mind. Yeah, you know, absolutely. With knowledge and <laughs> <laughs> making him immobilized and everything. Yeah, yeah, that was that was awesome. I I, I assume I assume Yuji was also immobilized at the time. I have no idea. But he was just t taken care of. But I I guess there was also although we didn't get to see that domain. But I think um, Ghetto mentioned this like prison domain or whatever i can't remember exactly how he referred to it but it was something that he said that they would use to to trap gojo yeah or at least i i the way i understood it is that that was also some sort of a domain but but yeah when gojo did use the powers to to bring them into his domain he did re reveal both of his eyes and for now i i'm probably still gonna assume that i guess he keeps the blindfold on to limit his powers for whatever reason, and that whenever he uses these these powers that require a lot of cursed energy, I guess, then he needs to remove them. Like then he needs to be able to see or something like that. Maybe um, that's the best uh, explanation that I can come up with for that. But I don't. I don't. I don't know. It it could be that so I guess something similar to what you're saying is that when he removes. The blindfold that's when his domain expands or you know it hmm. it kind of overtakes the area and so in order to keep it in check he puts on the blindfold i guess maybe that's an interesting thought actually because he did put it back on right when they got back out however i actually went back to jujutsu kaisen zero to double check because i i uh, thought that he revealed at least one eye in that i think i mentioned that last time Turns mm -hmm. out he actually revealed both eyes in Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. <laughs> at least in the manga. Again, I haven't seen the movie, but at least in the manga. I think he did. Right. So, and and I there wasn't any domain expansions, uh, in Zero. At least it wasn't right there uh, when he revealed both of his eyes. So, 
yeah i don't know i don't know so i have no i have no idea <laughs> basically yeah yeah anything else on gojo just the line where he says since you're so weak like <laughs> just so uh, so uh humiliating and very very cocky <laughs> yeah i like it it's even better in the anime just uh, the voice actor just milks it so much. Mm, oof. I really want to see it now. I really want to see it. Uh, I'm probably going to binge the anime once we reach to whatever that is in the story for the manga. I do highly recommend it. The animation is just incredible. Mm, so I've heard. <sighs> ah, but in the meantime, I will be enjoying the manga. Which I really am enjoying. Okay, fine. <laughs> yes. But next character, let's talk about Suguru Geto next. This guy was in Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, but he was supposedly killed by Gojo at the end of it. At least that seemed to be the implication at the end of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Psych! Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and he used to attend Jujutsu High, is something that I think we learned in Zero. So, like, I don't know if he was a classmate of Gojo's or something like that, perhaps, in his past, but, but now he's here. And he's got stitches going across his forehead now, which... He didn't. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. He didn't have those in Zero? No, no. Um, so that's something that's happened since then. I don't know if that he got, like, since he presumably died at the end of Zero, maybe someone stitched him together after that. I don't know. But, uh, well, actually, on that topic, uh, at the end of this volume, Ghetto mean, meets this. Uh, ally, I guess, who's called Mahito mm -hmm. at, in this beach domain. And uh, this person also looked like he was kind of like like a Frankenstein's monster, kind of stitched up. Uh, or I, at least I, I assume those were stitches. I guess they could have been like t tattoos or something that looked like stitches, but um, mm. it, it looked kind of similar to me uh, as how uh, Ghetto's forehead looks. Uh, but he hadn't, like, elsewhere on the body. And I just figured, like, well, maybe there's somebody that that does this to some people that were, that, that they were, like, maybe these guys work for some guy that stitches, that uh. stitched them up or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but the, just the fact that, yeah, yeah, I'm looking now at that uh, Mahito guy again. And he or she, I guess, uh, definitely looks to be stitched up as well. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to to find out what's up with all of that. Yeah, definitely. And Mahito, it kind of seems like at least he's the person that the other curses are working with. Like, yeah, maybe a leader, but maybe also just a co-work. I don't know how you say it, accomplice. Right. But either way, it's it seems like he's uh, a person that they report to in a way. Yeah, because the um, uh, Jogo, when Jogo was kind of introduced into this volume, it seemed like he was someone who would work with Ghetto and not necessarily under Ghetto. Um, at least that's how it seemed to me at first when mm -hmm. when Jogo was introduced. Because from what from what I recall about Ghetto's role in in Zero was that he was some kind of curse tamer of sorts yeah yeah and, and i'm sure he still might be to some extent but at least gojo didn't seem like a curse that he had tamed it seemed like a curse who 
had something to gain from working with Ghetto and maybe vice versa as well. Yeah. I think it's also interesting that we have that moment where he enters the diner or the, the family restaurant or whatever, and mm -hmm. he is seen by the people there, but they don't see the other curses. Yeah. But I think that confirms that, that he's not like some dead being or like a spirit or something like that. Oh, yeah. True. He <laughs> is a human that can be seen, or at least, I mean, may, maybe there's some sort of demonizing thing going on. I, I'm not entirely sure. Oh. Uh, but at the very least, he's not a curse like the other ones that human normal humans can't see. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's for sure. Something to interesting. I, I think you wouldn't really pick that up. And I, I know I didn't pick any on that or didn't really because I had no idea who Ghetto was when I was just watching. Oh yeah, the first few episodes of the anime. True. So oh, that's right. That's right. When I saw him in, in Zero, I was like, okay, so we're getting some backstory for this guy. Okay. <laughs> And then he dies, and I'm like, okay, I'm super confused now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how it is in the in the movie adaptation of Zero, but at least in the manga, we don't actually get to see him die. It's just like, we just kind of hear the attack, that or the, the supposed finishing blow that, that Gojo, deliver, or, yeah, Gojo delivers on, on him. I think it's something similar. Mm -hmm. But Geto says that he can't afford to be seen by anyone from Jujutsu High School, and my best explanation to why he doesn't want to be seen by them is because maybe he he wants them to think that he's dead, mm -hmm. and um, he he benefits from from being believed to be dead right now, and that's why I think Gojo. Well, either Gojo did actually kill him, or he like almost killed him and thinks that he did kill him, like one of those two. Uh, and somehow, somehow Geta was brought back, I either like healed if he didn't die, if he wasn't ever fully dead, he was just, just healed, healed up, stitched up. Um, but if he actually died more, more thoroughly, like maybe there was something similar to, to, uh, Yuchi's resurrection in this volume. Yeah. Perhaps. Interesting. Um, if there are other beings similar to Sukuna in the world, although... I don't know that there is, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, could you in theory, and this is all theories, I have no idea. Could you in theory have another Sukuna reside in another person? Oh, like another finger. finger. Oh, yeah. dude. I don't know. Yes. I, don't know. That, I think that's totally a possibility. I mean, sure, we know that the the possibility of of being able to even survive eating a finger is really 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 slim but yeah. still i mean it's possible i think anything is so, possible oh that's interesting i think it's definitely possible and i really like that idea cuz it kind of makes it more complex with kind of the, 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 this would this would in, imply that sukuna can be in two places at once and like and oh. actually act in two places at once maybe maybe if he would take control of both bodies, like, could he do that at the same time? Yeah. That, I wonder. That'd be interesting. <laughs> well, well, would they be two separate identities or maybe they would have hive mind kind of a thing? I'm exactly. not sure. But mm. I think it's also, it would also be interesting to see if they're supposed to collect all the fingers, uh -huh. you know, how would they get the finger away from Ghetto? However, mm -hmm. I'm not entirely confident in that theory. Uh, just wanted to throw that out there but it would be mm. interesting if there was some other curse 
or you know some something similar to Sukuna right that is keeping or kept uh Ghetto alive precisely yeah definitely could be something like that and even if it actually li- like actually is Sukuna like like Ghetto has a finger of Sukuna in him then I I think that finger would be vanquished or disappear if uh Ghetto would die right or if he would like fully truly die I think is I, I, I think wasn't like like because wasn't that the implication that um they want to have Yuji eat all twenty fingers and then they will execute him and by doing that they will be able to get rid of oh. Sukuna right okay yeah 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 so yeah I, I would assume that someone who has just one finger then if that person would fully die and like not get to Sukuna's domain or anything like that then that person would die along with that finger being being destroyed i guess gotcha gotcha that makes sense although how how do you kill someone who has sukuna within them truly like what would it what would it take to actually kill yuji without and and not having him be able to come back to life i'm not sure Mm. uh well don't be the main character um that's step one that is a crucial step <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not sure. Hmm. Maybe some sort of domain expansion that. Oh yeah. But you'd have to f- fight with Sukuna's domain, I suppose. Yeah. Anything else on Ghetto? No. Then let's talk about Megumi Fushiguro next. So, we do get a little bit of a glimpse into his past. Uh, here. Mm-hmm. There's a girl called. Sumiki, who was supposedly a very sweet girl, but she was cursed somehow. I th- at least that's yeah. what I th- how I understood it. And I'm guessing what happened, although I think it is a bit unclear, and I think it's supposed to be, but I'm guessing what happened was that Megumi somehow let her die. And that he regrets that a lot, and that that's why he didn't want... Yuji to die because he saw the goodness in Yuji and that he doesn't want like he he values goodness over uh, I guess the danger that occurs comes with hmm I think yeah for sure I think that whatever that experience was it definitely affects his mindset now yeah definitely. and we do see I believe a panel of him sitting like in a hospital room next to a bed so around the same time i believe he's thinking about her so yeah it implies something like that (laughs) right for sure uh but i'm I'm curious like who she is like is she a lover older sibling a close friend Mm. i'm not entirely sure definitely yeah and yeah it would be nice to see that in more detail i think because there it's yeah it's probably something really sad and tragic that's going to make me cry whenever I see all of it, but I still want to see all of it. <laughs> I find this kind of tease similar to Nobada's tease of her backstory, too. Like, right. Yeah, both these characters that have some sort of depressing or at least something in their past that affected them greatly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're just teased and that is like a name. Maybe well, I guess we have a, a face to go with the name for Megumi's. Uh, case but yeah, yeah you know 
it's not much to go off of. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. But yeah, they are similar, and on really both are stuff I want to go into at some point. And we mentioned earlier a little bit about how Sukuna seems to maybe, or at least you brought up the idea that Sukuna might be keeping an eye on Megumi in some way. And uh, and based on Megumi's speculation, and also, I guess, my interpretation as well on Sukuna's words there, Sukuna, whether or not he wants to try to recruit Megumi, I that, that hadn't been a thought until for me until you brought it up, but at the very least, Sukuna seemed to think oh, I that... Oh, I didn't want to or, see... Or, or may, may, that maybe that wasn't exactly... Sorry, maybe that wasn't exactly what you implied, but... but well, I mean, that'd be cool, I guess. <laughs> that, that, that could be interesting as well. <laughs> but <laughs> at least Sukuna seemed to think that Megumi could have won against that cursed... Um, or against that curse that they fought at the end of previous mm. volume and at the beginning of this one. Yeah, something that was interesting before Yuji takes over when, you know, he dies, he's about, or he being Megumi, is about to use a move, it feels like, and he says, starts saying eight handles, and then he stops because he realizes Yuji is in control again. Yeah. So I, I was just very curious about what that secret move he was about to use, and was that the, the something that made Sukuna interested and i guess let his guard down so that yuji could take over again oh uh, hmm. because why why else would yuji be able to take over and let unless sukuna let his guard down yeah and why would he let his guard down unless it was something that megumi did yeah i wonder yeah yeah i, I actually i hadn't thought of it that way but i think that's definitely a strong possibility there i mean it it's for reasons like this that i think at least it's nice that we know that um Sukuna can take control for a minute from time to time <laughs> and, you know, maybe shed a little bit of light on this at some point, perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Although, I think also getting to see Megumi in action some more might also help us understand it a bit, perhaps, potentially, depending on what we see. Yeah, I want to yeah, see Megumi go all out. Yeah. Anything else on him? The only thing fair about life is it's unfair to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a very edgy quote, but <laughs> I, I think I think it's a fair statement. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> it is. Yeah, and I like it too. At the very end of, I guess, his story in this volume, he's thinking about how he's supposed to store his weapon, I guess. Right. And then he's also playing around with his shadow. But then he puts his hand within within the shadows. Um, so I guess that's something they're teasing there. Wait, oh, yeah. Ah, I didn't even really think much about that. But that's that's an interesting idea. Because, yeah. I, I could be overthinking it. <laughs> I mean, huh. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely, like, using shadow powers. And what if he could, hmm. I I know they don't mention it at the time when they're talking about ways to uh, have more weapons with you. They had they mentioned like taming spirits and having other party members carrying them for you and stuff like that. But um, I I don't know if maybe one possibility, like another alternative, could be perhaps to store them in another domain. Okay. That you can access. Like imagine if he had like a shadow domain, like. Fitting for his 
powers or something, I don't know, and that he can just stick his hand into the, that domain and grab whatever items that he needs. Maybe. Let's talk a little bit about Nobara Kugisaki next. She really likes Smash Bros. Wii. Yeah, she's Super Smash Bros. Brawl. I was so happy when she said that. <laughs> it was so funny. And the way <laughs> that's where her mind goes, like the first place it goes when she learns that it's going to be some kind of competition. <laughs> uh, but yeah, actually, I don't have anything more about other than that gag for her. Oh, I don't either. <laughs> then let's talk a bit about Maki Zensin. Or Zenin, sorry. I was very positively surprised to find out that she and, and that crew were introduced this early in the main series. Because I definitely, I for, I for some reason hadn't, hadn't expected that. I thought, well... Oh, really? I, well, first of all, I kind of didn't think they would play much of a role in the main series. Uh, for those who don't know, by the way, oh. the, the, this crew, Maki, uh, Toge, and Panda, were sort mm -hmm. of main characters in, um, in Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Yeah. So I knew these characters from there. And for some reason, I, I thought that they would either just be little cameos in the main series... Um, mm. or, or just be introduced, uh, well, later than Volume 2. Uh, but they were there, and they were actually relatively prominent. At, at least at least Maki, I thought, um, or especially her. And I think, I mean, the other yeah. two were there as well, definitely more than I had thought initially. So I was very positively surprised by that. So can I mention the movie, or do you want me to not do that? Uh, no, I think you can mention the movie. There is a part with... Toge, <clears throat> I keep wanting to call him Onigiri guy, but ah, Toge, Toge, yeah. Uh, he and Yuta kind of have a scene where they're fighting a curse together. So th there, is, so he does have more to do, but yeah, Panda doesn't have a whole lot to do um, in Zero, and 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 I agree with you that Maki is probably mm. more of the focus uh, of those three. Right. Yeah. One. No, I think yeah. But I, I think it was similar in the manga, actually, the like of, of oh, okay. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Um, oh, okay, good. Both it was it was mostly like Maki and uh, Toge kind of had little experiences with, uh, with Yuta, the main character. While mm -hmm. Panda, I don't think he got to have one of those more kind of well closer moments with, with Yuta at all. But but anyway, about Maki, something that we learned here was that she has a supposedly a sister called Mai who goes to the other Jujutsu Kaisen or not the other Jujutsu school and she seems to be a little bit not nice yeah <laughs> a little um, beep yeah uh but uh you mentioned Toge Inumaki the the fish guy or the fish mm -hmm. the fish the fish words guy he... Oni, yeah, the, the rice ball, onigiri. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I mentioned last time when we talked about Volume 1 how the original design for Toge in Jujutsu Kaisen Zero in the manga was basically the same design as Yuji has now. <laughs> for some reason, I, I thought they only redesigned him for the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie adaptation. Uh, oh. That was, for some reason, my, um, uh, well, how I had uh, misinterpreted it. Uh, I didn't understand that his design, like his, his redesign actually made a debut as early as volume two of the main series. So 
Um, so yeah, it, it, I, I understand it all now. <laughs> Uh, but it's definitely a very different design now, or not very, well, AI is quite different. I mean, it's clearly different. Um, and I honestly think this redesign fits him better than his original design. Uh, just, like, it's a better mix, I guess, with his with his personality and his, his uh, looks now than it was before. I still haven't seen the original design, but mm. I, I like his design. I mean, I think just think of Yuji. That's, that's, that's how he looked back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's, what's interesting about Tode is, I think it's just a fascinating power using the Mm-hmm. Well, I guess since we haven't gotten to that point, cursed speech. Okay, well there you go. Well, I think they mentioned. <laughs> I think they mentioned it. Um, like that, that. That. That's. Well, we haven't seen it in action in the main series yet, but uh-huh. I think they mentioned that that was the name of it uh, when he was introduced here in this book. Uh, but I, I mean, I mean, yeah, I've read Zero, so I have seen his cursed speech in action. Uh, it's a fascinating power. Um, it would be such a pain to do, <laughs> like only. Only picking certain things, and whenever they release a new onigiri flavor, he's just like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> my new favorite word!" <laughs> yeah, oh, he's great. just waiting in front of Seven Eleven just to see what the new rice ball flavor is. Like, Let's yeah, go! Exactly. Uh, but hey, he doesn't seem to be that bothered by it, at least. <laughs> I mean, you gotta live with it if you're gonna be committed to it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's basically mute in terms of like how how as far as communication, actual communication goes, he's basically mute. He should learn sign language. Yeah. Like I would if I was in his shoes. <laughs> At that point. Yeah. Anyway, um we also get to meet Panda. What a what a what a huggable guy. He's just a panda. Yeah, he's just a panda. <laughs> I love that. I will admit, when I first saw him in the anime, I just thought it was very, I don't know, it felt out of place. Like, <laughs> it just seemed strange that there was this walking, talking pen. Yes, we're doing curses, but instead of like a a u- unique looking kind of creature, it's it, just a panda. <laughs> it's just, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> there's really nothing special about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, I remember, yeah, just like, I don't know how I feel about this. But he, but Panda definitely grew on me over time. Yeah, he's chill. He's chill. They also mention Yuta Okotsu, the protagonist of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Um, uh-huh. Pretty much just a name drop. Although we also got to see him in one panel when Gojo mentioned him along with a third year called uh, Hakari. Right. As being basically his two greatest students. So this just has yeah. me so excited to meet Yuta again. Uh, I know. After having... After knowing that he's like one of the best students, and uh, and yeah, just interesting, I think, to bring in a former protagonist into a story where he's not supposed to be a protagonist, but still probably a an important character. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I- I'm just really happy, like, because again, I I for some reason didn't expect Zero to really tie in with the main series as much as it as as it's doing. So I'm mm. I'm just loving it. I'm very happy about all of this. Yeah, so you mentioned both those guys. Uh, first off, I, I like to point out that Panda uh, mentions that Maki is nicer with uh, Utah around. So. Yes, yes. I mean, that that was also, I mean, <laughs> for anyone who has wink, wink. better seen Zero, yeah, that that's also something that you would pick up on. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. When I watched the movie, it's like, I, I was like, turned to the person that I had no idea who there was. I shipped them so hard. <laughs> Please leave me alone. <laughs> Uh, no, I didn't actually do that. Uh, um, you should have. You should have. 
<laughs> but it's true. Like I thought, I thought they were a wonderful, uh, had a wonderful relationship going on, and uh-huh. we'd love to see more of that. Absolutely. So mm. If Jujutsu Kaisen could give me that in future volumes, I would be super happy. Please do. Yeah, yeah. I'm all, I'm all with you there. But Hakadi is the third year student, and he's suspended. And I wonder, yeah, what exactly was he suspended <laughs> for? Was he like a a bad boy, edgy type of thing? Yeah. Or is he actually a, a cool guy? Just, you know, maybe he went against the, the higher ups or something like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, at best, he's just a troublemaker. Uh huh. At worst, he's like turning into a villain or something. I don't know. Oh, my. Like, and there could be anything in between there. But I mean, I have no clue. I don't know anything more yeah. about this character. <laughs> I mean, Gojo doesn't seem like that he dislikes the the kid at the very least like that's he, actually he considers mm. him still one of his students yeah and in fact like one of his students with the greatest promise to be this next uh-huh. generation that he wants to train so actually yeah with that in mind he's probably not like villain material well i don't think so anyway but he he might still be a bit of a troublemaker which honestly yeah knowing gojo I don't, he doesn't probably really mind that <laughs> no no like, he's like i see myself in him exactly <laughs> It's like when, sorry, this is not on the characters that we're talking about right now, but Gojo, when when he told uh, Yuji not to drink while watching movies, and Yuji was like, but f- movies are all about soda and snacks, and, and uh, Gojo's like, yeah, you're right, or like something. <laughs> I love that part. I cannot deny that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking facts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, Hakari, I don't... Yeah, a troublemaker, I think, is probably what what he is. But Fair. Uh, unless he isn't even a troublemaker, maybe... Because, you know, the higher-ups at Jujutsu High seem to be idiots. Right. So maybe they just suspended him for no good reason. Yeah, maybe a reason that Goto disagrees with. Right, exactly. I could see that as well. Hmm. Man, yeah. Oh, there, there, there's, there's so much being set up, and I oh, can't wait to, to, for it all to, well, get payoffs or, or just get a little further on, on these things. But we also got to meet Shoko Ieri, the Jujutsu High doctor, only briefly, but mm-hmm. Ijichi seems to really fans- fancy her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just interesting that she was interested in dissecting uh, the vessel of Sukuna, and I-, I wonder what kind of information she was trying to get out of that, but I, I don't really have anything about her character. To be mm. honest, right. Uh, actually, one thing that I just remembered, because uh, she gets a brief little character bio between two of the chapters in the physical book, and it says, well, one of the things that it says that I thought was the most interesting was that she's one of a few people who can heal by using reverse cursed technique, so she's incredibly oh. valuable. So that's like supposedly a really rare ability for humans to have. I think it's established that mm. that a lot of demons, or not demons, a lot of curses. Can, yeah, yeah. can do that, uh, but as far as humans go, it's very, very, very rare, but she is one of the few who can do that, so, I mean, it makes sense that she's a doctor then, uh, but yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it also says that after high school, she obtained her doctor's license in two years by cheating. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. Uh, am I supposed to be impressed by that, <laughs> or? You decide. Okay. I just... Is it cheating just because she was lazy? Like, I don't want to do all this stuff. I know what I'm doing already. Mm. Or 
I don't like. Is she? Is this woman not qualified to be a doctor? Uh, I don't think this woman has ever been to medical school. Good question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, she has a bit of a. I mean, I guess could you call her ability cheating? No, like, I... like would that be considered cheating by some oh. people? Her ability, since nobody else, or pretty much all, nobody else has it. This, this, this uh, yeah. reverse curse technique. I don't know. <laughs> like, how do you, how do you get through, through medical school? You know, and you heal somebody. It's like. Whoa! What did you do? Like, I, I just the stitches worked. Like I, it, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it seems like the cheating would have to come like on tests or, or yeah, like papers <laughs> you have to write or something. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's an interesting fact. Did yeah. not expect to talk about her this much. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, it was some interesting little tidbits there in the bio. <laughs> but any other characters you want to talk about? Yes. So uh, just uh, very briefly. Uh, Aoi Toro. <laughs> he, he likes tall girls with big butts. He does. And he cannot lie. I, you know, <laughs> I don't think he can lie. But you know what? I, th- I thought that was such a funny quote-unquote cliffhanger to the volume. <laughs> the, way, the fact that they ended the volume with that, with him just saying that, and then it's like, to be continued. <laughs> was the funniest way to end the book, honestly. <laughs> <sighs> and like because he he makes it like look so serious and everything but that's all that it really is and then it's to be continued like comparing this to the cliffhanger of the first book is like <laughs> a little bit different yeah yeah uh but yeah no he he was fun he was fun he he didn't seem like as much of a uh unpleasant person as my or I guess he's unpleasant in different ways. I don't know. <laughs> no, but he seemed he seemed to be a good guy ultimately. Yeah, at the very least, he, you know, wants a good fight. It seems. True. Like, he he ripped off his shirt and it's like we're gonna have a fight or something like. And he was kind of upset that the other two uh, upperclassmen, uh, Utah and Hakadi, weren't available. Yeah. To, think yeah that was disappointing for him uh, i have some strong feelings about toto but i will save that for future readings ah, for future okay. discussions interesting okay um, <laughs> now i'm curious <laughs> but yeah, yeah yeah that'll be interesting to, interesting to see or to find out hmm. Hmm. lovely then moving into the final stretch of the discussion which i think will mostly include uh, me theorizing about potential prediction things well what what we know for sure, or at least what we know at least is the intended plan right now, is that Yuji will uh, watch more movies and that he will train by fighting Gojo. That's what Gojo has mentioned. And after that, I, I'm i assuming after having done that for a little while, I think he's going to be able to rejoin his classmates and train together with them again for a bit. And I think that's when they will do like the field work that Gojo mentioned. And I think... I, I don't know. I think it makes more sense to, for for Yuta, no, not for Yuta, to for for Yuji to do that part of his training with his classmates and not to do that alone. So that's why I think he mm. will rejoin them before going to do the field work. Gotcha. And then I think after that we're going. We're, we'll we'll start the or they'll start the Kyoto Sister School Goodwill event. Cool. Though I don't know how much of that, like how how far the next volume will go time wise. I think <laughs> I think we're about a month and a half away from the from the event. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, either there's a little time skip that brings us to the event 
relatively quickly, or we won't get to that event until like volume four. I don't know. So I, I could see that going either way. But as far as like things that need to happen between now and then, there there will be some training, I think. But I am looking forward to the event. It seems like that's going to be a fun point of the story, probably, or at least that's 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 my expectations, at least. Yeah, yeah, definitely setting it up to be something cool. Very. Then another little speculation, I guess, that I got is about the principle of Kyoto Jujutsu High. Okay. He well, I think we get to see him briefly in like on like a panel when they mention him. I think, and um, they also mention him. the The second graders uh, talk about him a little bit, and based on their conversation, it seems like well, well, well he he's one of the higher ups at Jujutsu High, and so he seems to be one of the ones who wants Yuji executed as early as possible, and mm. so like. I'm a bit wary or a bit worried. I, th I think I'm going to expect him and, I mean, probably some other higher-ups as well to become a bit of a bigger problem in the future. So that's, I guess, my speculation about him. Gotcha. I mean, I have never really met him yet, but he seems to be someone who can post, post a bit of a threat. Yeah, kind of over-looming figure. Right. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, that's, uh, I think, all of the stuff that I had for speculations. Cool. Um, do I have any questions? Um, yeah, do you think that these curses, like this group of curses that can talk, hmm? are they going to uh, try to... Like, what's, do, what do you think their next move could potentially be? Ah. Uh, hmm. <laughs> uh, well, having seen some other shonen stuff... Mm -hmm. Part of me wonders if they will attack during the event, because that seems to always happen <laughs> in Shonen stuff. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Like, whether it's the Chunin exams, or if it's, yeah. like, the events in My Hero Academia, like, there's always mm -hmm. villains attacking the school whenever there's, like, a big event going on. <laughs> um, That's true. So, That's true. So, I, I mean, yeah, I could probably see that. Although, again, as we said, there's... About a month and a half until then, so I guess it's possible yeah. they could interfere or do something before then too. How they would go about it, though, it's hard to say. I mean, they 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 at least have these kind of objectives, like they they want to imprison Gojo and they want to right. turn Yuji and Sukuna over to their side. I have a hard time seeing they'll succeed at either of this at the very least <laughs> yeah. uh, anytime soon. So. Yeah, whatever happens in the next book by them is probably not going to be too successful. Okay, cool. That's all the questions I have. Great. Then I think that's most of what we had for the second volume discussion of Jujutsu Kaisen. Sweet. Again, promoting our Discord server where, you know, it's an open Discord server. Link in the video description if you're listening to this on YouTube. We got a lot of fun manga, anime, and anything else discussions happening in there with a lot of a lot of great people and if you enjoy our content you can follow us on twitter at umami manga and it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by either rating our show on the podcast platforms or subscribing to our channel umami manga on youtube if you like this episode please share it with anyone you think might enjoy it too thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about volume three bye bye see you later
example, my brother, he got the shots and never had any sort of like his arm hurt or something, I guess. That's a normal side effect, but he never got any of those fever-like chills and, and aches. Yeah, it's in, it is interesting how it affects people so differently. I also never felt sick from either of my shots. Man, <laughs> I feel gypped. Life's unfair. The only fair thing about life is that it's unfair for everyone. 